Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And as always, if you are in the L.A. area and would like to call in, the number is 424-258-9337. And if you are anywhere else, including right here in the absolutely beautiful, it's cool, but it's nice to get a break from the weather, San Francisco Bay Area, the guest call-in number is toll-free, 697-9725. The chat room is open, so if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can hang out in the chat room. You can either put those in and producer Kaina will make sure that I get them, or I will be logging into the chat room right after the show. So for those of you who follow traditions that honor the changing of the seasons, we, next week, will be experiencing one that actually started, um, archaeologists have found evidence of this particular celebration being celebrated up to 10,200 B.C. That'd be a long time. And what we're talking about is not the beginning of spring. What it is, is a celebration of the very first signs of spring. And there is a celebration called Imolk. And Imolk is a celebration of the very first budding of the plants. It's a celebration of the sheep beginning to, you know, show that they are with other sheep and that there will be lots of new sheep. It is also a time for newborns. It is a time for purification and releasing all that stuff that does not serve us that can pretty much just stay back with winter. So how does this relate to what we're doing now? Well, other than the fact that the modern celebration of Groundhog Day has its roots in the celebration. What they did, they didn't have groundhogs really in you know Ireland and Scotland and in the British Isles early on they would go and look for badgers. And once a badger or even a serpent came out of their dens, they knew that because this animal instinctively knew that, you know, okay, winter is pretty much wrapping up, then they would have their celebrations. And it usually fell right around February 2nd. So why on earth are we bringing this up? Well, one, for those of you who, you know, are not aware of it, I am actually a druid. And I love it. It is an amazing practice of connection with earth energies and with a whole bunch of stuff. And that's definitely for another show. But it is also a time of clearing out. And I think that especially at this time of the year, as we're coming down from the celebrations, we're coming down from the holidays, we're we're kind of, you know, getting our lives back to normal after having family coming in and going and all that stuff. 
this is the time that you go through and, you know, you clean. They used to talk about spring cleaning, and I know that when I was younger, that was something that we did. You know, it was right near the end of the winter, but right before, you know, spring hit, my mom would say, all right, time to clean out everything. And the house got scrubbed from ceiling to floor, and all the windows were washed, and, you know, the bills got settled, and, and everything, any business that needed to be taken care of that was left over from the previous year through the winter, that was taken care of. And usually there would be this, you know, big pot of soup because it would still be kind of chilly, but we would have this big pot of soup, and that would just hit the spot. And it was it was kind of a family thing because we spent the whole day together indulging in our, you know, our enjoyment of our home. And so at this time, the focus is very much on the potential of what is to be. It's about introducing and embracing that, you know what, that long winter is finally almost over. And there's evidence of that. And just like every year, you know, even when it feels like winter's never going to end, that the sun is never going to shine again, that, you know, we'll never have that that brightness and that lightness in our lives, that, yes, eventually it always comes around. It always comes back. And, you know, for those who are affected by seasonal affective disorder, this is also a, a cool time for them because suddenly there is more daylight and they're moving out of that time because a big part of that condition is the lack of sunlight. So as you look at the things that, you know what, let's get this stuff cleaned up, let's hit the ground running, you know, because when spring comes, it's like, all right, in the, in the old agrarian cultures, it's like, okay, spring is here. Let's start getting this planning going. Let's, you know, let's get the fields up. Let's get the animals taken care of. It's business as usual. And by not holding on to, it was, it was considered tremendously poor luck or you were bringing bad luck onto yourself if while you were tilling this new field that you were focusing on how lousy the last you know, the last crop had been, oh, man, I really hope it's better this year because, wow, last time it was really miserable. That's considered really bad, you know, type of thing to do. What you do is when you're setting that new intention, when you're setting that thing into motion that you've been kind of stewing over the whole time that you were in winter, that you do so from a place of positivity, that you do so from a place of hope, that you do so from a place of really, you know, just embracing that there's this new opportunity. And new opportunities, you know, they can come up at any time. But the thing is, we got to do our part. We've got to be able to first accept that that new possibility is within the realm of our reality. And often as a doctor, I deal with a lot of folks who maybe they didn't get their New Year's resolution to lose 50 pounds done last year. And maybe they didn't improve their health to the degree that they had hoped that they would. And so now as a part of their New Year's resolution, they're coming to me and it's like, okay, you know, I really want to achieve this this time. So it's like, okay, let's take a look at Last year, oh, I don't want to think about last year. It's like, no, we need to. Let's just close it out nicely. 
and we go over what worked, what didn't, and with that wisdom, what is it that we can do to bring in something new? And how do we, with that same goal in mind, come at it from a different direction? Now, I live up in the mountains, up in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and I love living in the mountains. And during the winter season, when there's lots of rain and at various times, sections of the mountain are going to slide down onto the road or trees are going to fall down. If I started driving down one way and it was blocked and I just sat there, I would not get to work and that would be a problem. But it's like, okay, I wasn't able to go this way. What is my alternate route? Well, the next best alternate route would be, you know, to backtrack a little ways and then come down and hit the freeway from the other end. So the idea that it's an opportunity to take a look at what didn't work and not just stay there at the roadblock, but back up and go, okay, what are my other options? What else can I do here? And the idea of spring cleaning, I honestly think, is a tremendously good one. From a health standpoint, it is really good that at the first opportunity that you can, you know, because the house has been closed up, there's been there's a lot of dust, and people who are susceptible to allergens really suffer a lot during this time because of the fact that everything is closed up and, you know, the dust in the air. And the big thing when I was growing up, it was... Every window got opened, even if it was chilly outside. When spring cleaning day hit, all the windows were opened and the air was allowed to move in and out through. And, you know, all the linen was taken, all the mattresses were flipped and whatever. So it was a time of renewal. And it really is important to bring an aspect of renewal into our lives every once in a while because it's very easy to get bogged down by the things in our lives. It's very easy to get caught in, you know, that sort of whirlpool of, you know, well, it was this way and I don't see it changing and I'm just going to be stuck in this. And if you want to make that your reality, you can, I just would suggest that there are other realities that you could enjoy that would be a lot nicer. So, you know, when we look at the way that societies once held celebrations, because they were closely tied to what was going on in nature, they were closely tied to what was going on in the natural world around them, they viewed themselves as participants in that. And by acknowledging that, you know, these these particular times would come and then there'd be a celebration. Now, the other aspect of this particular celebration is that you would hold a big feast and it was all with food that was shared. So there was a strong sense of community. And the idea that the whole winter it had been, it's like, okay, we have to ration this, we have to ration that, we have to make sure we have enough all the way through to the end and all of that. Well, this was sort of a leap of faith that, you know what, we're going to burn through some of these stores with this awesome big party, but we know we're going to be okay because spring is, you know, right here. It's, it, we're right on the doorstep of it. So we don't have to worry about holding on to, you know, to those things so tightly. And while it's still important to, you know, have that little bit of whatever set aside for a rainy day, 
this is also about a time to kind of indulge yourself a little bit, to kind of spoil yourself a little bit. You know, through the holidays, most of our activity is about giving. It's about doing for other people. It's about hosting. It's about, you know, just really putting ourselves out and, you know, helping out our fellow men. Maybe you help out at shelters. Maybe you, you know, help serve food at a food kitchen. This is a time for you to really let yourself have have a little bit of a treat. You know, maybe go out and get a manicure and pedicure. Or, you know, maybe you know, treat yourself to a day at the beach where, you know, you just kind of sit back and enjoy yourself, to do something for you. And often we don't do that, especially people who have tendencies to be healers, who have a tendency to dedicate themselves to the people around them and to support others. And, you know, if you're a caregiver, God bless you. Yeah, and I mean that because I know I know what it's like to be in that position and to be in that situation. And it can really, you know, be a full-time job. This is the time to maybe arrange for somebody to be with that person, at least so you can go out and enjoy a movie by yourself or go to a library or go to a museum or go hang out at the beach it's a time to celebrate what we have because sometimes we forget to celebrate what we have because we kind of get stuck in what we don't have. And it is also a time to appreciate the, you know, the, the rhythm of of life itself, that sometimes there's going to be those long stages of winter. And winter could be you know, a project that just has you so bogged down that you can't see it ending, that you are not enjoying. It could be, you know, a, a schoolwork that, you know, you have to make it through school and you're really struggling to get that. It could be work. It could be, or the lack of work. You know, it could be a lot of different things. Those things that have been weighing you down and kind of, you know, kept you a little bit in the in that dark and, and withdrawn place. You know, winter is about introspection. Spring is about taking that introspection, figuring out what the lesson is in it, and then expressing it and going out and being in the sunshine and letting the sun hit your face and, you know, maybe experiencing, you know, the rain as it's going to bring everything into bloom. And for those who have allergies, that may not be a great thing. And it's still cool to see a rainbow. It is still cool to you know, go outside and seeing, you know, the the buds on the trees as, as they start to grow leaves again. Now, it's great to, if you have a garden, to think about all the things you're going to be planting that, you know, are going to be coming up. And it's a time of setting things into motion and letting go of things that don't serve you. And that can be a really tricky piece. You know, letting go of judgment, letting go of the things that, you know, we feel guilty about. Letting go of what we change anyway. Whatever's done is done, and we can't change it. But we can take what we learned from it and move forward. And there was a a story of a woman, and I was with her as she was going through her transitioning out of this life. And she told me about something that she had always felt guilty about, and it just really broke her heart. 
and that at the age of 14, you know, she was looking forward to going to a party. And there was somebody, a special guy there, and she was really looking forward to it. She had set in her mind, and she had, you know, gotten herself ready. And then her mother became ill. She had had a long-term illness, and she had to go to the hospital, which meant that this woman had to forego her party and stay home with her younger siblings. And she was so angry when she heard that, and she was so hurt when she heard that. And in that split second of a teenage girl being denied something that was very important to her, she made, you know, she thought the thought, I hope you don't come back. Well, her mother passed away in the hospital. And from the age of 14, and she was 70 when she passed, deep in her heart she held that guilt that she had had something to do with her mother not coming home. And, you know, here she was towards the end of her life, finally releasing that and letting that go. And it was an honor for me to hold that space as she expressed that. And we shouldn't have to wait that long to let go of stuff we don't need. And often, if we actually talk to the people, you know, if if somebody else were in that situation and they came to us with something that they were carrying, of course, you know, we'd say, look, you know, that wasn't your fault. It wasn't, you're not responsible for that. For that. You don't need to feel guilty for that. And the compassion that we would show for others to tell them, look, let it go. It wasn't your fault. It's not your responsibility. You know, we can do that for ourselves. Wow, I didn't get into shape the way that I thought I was going to, and I feel bad about that. It's like, you know what, Whichever, for whatever reason, the outcome that you were hoping for did not happen. It's not about who you are. It's about choices that were made. And as we allow ourselves to go, you know what? I made choices and they didn't have the outcome I wanted. Now, what can I do to reaffirm what is the outcome I want and then figure out the best way to get there? Because that method did not work. But I've got other stuff that I can do. And if you don't know of anything else to do, ask somebody. Get some advice. Find out from somebody who has been through it and go from there. Now there are times that, you know, people want to do things like improve their health and maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe it's a situation that has, you know, reached a place where it's not going to go back to you having the life that you had. And you can still make the most of what life you do have. I mean, you know, none of us are guaranteed any time. So the idea is that we make the most of every single chance we have to appreciate what we have, to appreciate the life we have, to understand that the seasons are going to move ahead and roll on and time will roll on. And, you know, we've got the time we've got. And my suggestion would be that that amount of time really does not deserve to be hindered 
by things that either we cannot change, which is everything that has happened, we cannot change. We can do something to improve it in the future. We can do something to improve it now. But, you know, what's done is done. And to accept that whatever choices were made, those were the best choices that we all knew to make in the moment. Very few people will make choices because they flat out know that it's going to epically, you know, fail. With the possible exception of the old uh, musical, The Producers, or the old Broadway show, The Producers, which, you know, if you don't know about that, it was where these two producers wanted to create a box office failure because that way financially they would actually be able to, um, you know, come back from their investment actually, if they created something that would intentionally fail, it was this whole storyline around it. But, you know, so they tried to actually create something that was doomed to failure. Almost nobody else does that. We all make the decisions we make in that moment because we figure that's our best option. Or at the very least, it's the best option we know. There are ways to figure out more options. Just because something did not play out the way you hoped doesn't mean that it can't. It just means that it didn't do it that way. And the one thing that will drag a potentially good plan right into the ground is getting wrapped up in either, well, you know, it failed before, so it'll probably fail again, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not disciplined enough, or all the other reasons that we can beat up ourselves. And you know what? We have the right to do that, but why would we want to? The idea of the groundhog is that if the groundhog pokes his head out and stays out, then, you know, winter is officially over. But if the groundhog peeks out and sees its shadow and is frightened by its shadow, then it will dive back into its burrow and the idea is that that is an indication that there will be six more weeks of winter. Now, the, my feeling is it may not be the shadow that the groundhog sees, but it just it peeks out and goes, oh, you know what, it's a little bit cold out there still, or you know what, the, the air doesn't feel quite right. I think I'm going to hold off. I don't think it's about being afraid of anything. You know, things in nature, they're aware of stuff, but, you know, it's its not about being afraid of it. And, yes, a groundhog is prey, so maybe it saw its own shadow and thought, oh, my gosh, that's the shadow of a hawk that's going to come and grab me and make me its breakfast. It is an inevitability that even if something is delayed, it's going to happen. Spring always comes back. And whether it is the seasonal spring, whether it is the springtime of a hard effort that you're making, that maybe you don't see how much progress you're making, or even wondering if you're going to actually finish it, or maybe, you know, you're stuck in some old story about feeling bad about something that will only interfere with you stepping into this whole new year. And 
it's about leaving what belongs in winter in winter. Yeah, it's with very few exceptions. Pretty much everybody has their Christmas tree down. I think I had a friend who kind of ran it out almost to Easter. But, you know, and then they got a lot of comments and a lot of weird looks. It's like, well, maybe I can just put bunnies on it. It's like, well, hey, go for it. But essentially, you know, after Christmas is done, the Christmas things are put away. The things of winter are put away. We start thinking about pulling out those nice spring outfits that, you know, accommodate warmer weather. The coats get packed away for the next season, you know, the really heavy coats. Um, You go through and you clean and you clear and you get fresh air in and thing gets taken out and shaken and cleaned from top to bottom. And then you step in. You don't bring the cobwebs in the corners with you forward into the new season because it really doesn't serve. Think about the things that you've got going on in your life that, you know what, that really doesn't belong here in this new possibility. That, that belongs back in winter. And let it stay there. You don't have to bring anything forward that you don't want to or that you don't choose to. Allow yourself permission to say, you know what, I am going to start this new year. I'm going to come out, you know, with myself in spring. I'm going to be gentle with myself. And I'm going to make a list of the things that I would like to set into motion. The things that I've been thinking about all winter. The things that have been weighing heavy on me. And even if you just pick one thing that you say, you know what, that one thing I'm going to do. And do that. And then maybe you pick something else off the list. It's like, oh, okay, well, I've got that one down. And, you know, maybe I can add something else from the list. When we make the list too big, that's when it gets overwhelming. Or when we make the goal too lofty with not enough steps in between, that's when we lose heart and we lose motivation. Breaking things down into little bits really helps a lot to be able to help keep you on the track of where you want to be. Remember to celebrate during this. In you know most traditions, because of the fact that it's moving through the year and the seasonal changes between you know the equinoxes and the solstices and then the celebrations that go in between, it's about every six weeks that there's a party. So it 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 behooves us to take the example of taking the time to enjoy those little celebrations whenever we can, to mark those milestones whenever we're able to, to say, you know what, I got this much out of my goal accomplished and I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Maybe it's time to take that leap of faith, to go, you know what, I've always wanted to go back to school. This is the year I go back to school or that I change my job and, and I look, start looking for something that is going to really enrich me in a way that you know, I'll be able to step up and I'm going to be excited about going to work every day. I mean, do you go in and tell your boss, take this job and shove it and then not have a plan afterwards? No. That kind of extravagance is not something that's going to help. And 
you can look for a job. You can look for something. You can explore. You can think about what it is that you would want to do. I was once told, figure out what you would do for free, then figure out a way to get paid for it. So by looking at what it is that you would most like to accomplish this year, I mean, just one thing, breaking it down into little bits that will allow you to be able to have points where it's like, yay, I reached this far, yay, I reached this far, and then do something to really celebrate that for yourself. Enjoy life. Embrace spring. The sun is coming back. And even with the with the storms on the East Coast, and God bless you guys that are in that, um, you know, know that our hearts and thoughts are with you. And yet, the spring will still come. Be ready for it and enjoy it because it's going to come back over and over and over again. But, you know, enjoy each one because each one is special. So thank you for joining me. And I will be checking into the chat room after the show. And if you would like to contact me, then you can reach me at my website at www.the-healing-house.com. You can follow me on Twitter and you can friend me on Facebook. So until next week, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings. I wish you an amazing spring and I wish you clear signs that spring is coming. I wish you a very productive spring cleaning because there's a lot that you can leave in winter that you can clear out and that you don't have to carry with you. So this is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care.